Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was told you would be excited to see this. (laughs) I'm very excited to see this. I'm with Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and Bronwyn Labram, Head of New Zealand and Pacific Cultures at Tapapa. We're in Tapapa's research facility on Torrey Street, looking at a sled made in 1907 for the Antarctic expeditions of Sir Ernest Shackleton. Do you know, it's, it's seeing an object where you, you know it has this enormous history and story behind it, and it's, it's not a replica, it's not a knockoff, it's not an image. It is the very thing, and that's just yes. incredible. Bronwyn and I have been sitting here looking at this, and it is humble, isn't oh, it? It is. Do you know what I'm... What I'm what I, I didn't expect it. I'm straight away drawn to the fact that it's... What is it? Bamboo? Yes, bamboo. Uh, it's ash in hickory sliders. Yes. And then there's a bit of rawhide. If you come around here... You I'm going to the... don a glove because yep. I can just tell, I can feel my childlike instincts coming out of me. <laughs> you can <laughs> see um, stitching. Yes. Like that. Probably, I mean, that just reminds me. And lashing. It's all handmade. And this reminds me of what you probably would have been likely to see their, um, their sleeping kit and yes. their shoes looking like yes. as well. Yes, absolutely. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And it's so fragile and so light yes. looking. Yes. Because you would have seen those pictures of how much... They, yeah, they, they were carrying on, on it. Yeah. Wooden chests full of supplies, what sleeping gear, what yeah. you know, what other kinds of equipment that they needed. And each man would have been carrying one of these or pulling, pulling one of these. Pulling. Yeah. So by the time they did the last stage of getting to the pole, they had discarded the ponies and the dogs and they were pulling them themselves. Yes. And and there seems to be this pattern where Shackleton eventually, his men end up pulling everything. Yes. <laughs> so um, it was like this for the Nimrod for the Endurance. They ended up pulling their rescue boats yes. because, again, the dog yes. situation didn't last for them. Yes. And some of those images are the most, I find, um, the most moving because you see this, yes. this almost this desperation oh, at the point that so. they're the ones that are now, it's just, you know, that, that's their only chance of salvation. Yeah. As they become increasingly emaciated and yes. hungry yes. and tired. I know, because they write about their bones sticking into the ground when they're lying on it. Yes. The last biscuit Shackleton yes. gives away. Shackleton went to Antarctica three times without ever achieving exactly what he set out to do. But he got his team home in the face of sometimes overwhelming odds. Fellow Antarctic explorer Sir Raymond Priestley later said of the three men whose names became synonymous with polar expeditions, Scott for scientific method, Amundsen for speed and efficiency. But when disaster strikes and all hope is gone, get down on your knees and pray for Shackleton. I used to be in a youth leadership role and, you know, you'd, I used to, you'd get asked to do these presentations on youth leadership and I would always talk about Shackleton. It just became the thing that I used as my example because I was so fascinated by leadership in the face of huge trouble adversity. and adversity. 
and not that long ago, someone um, who knew me back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, said I used to obsessed with Shackleton. <laughs> um, so I thought, obviously, it had an impact how much I used to talk about it. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. What is it about Sir Ernest Shackleton that captured your imagination, do you think? It was Alfred Lansing's version um, of The Endurance, which I think was published in the mid-1950s, where he'd managed still to get those eyewitness accounts. Uh, it was just such an extraordinary tale, and I couldn't imagine the, the human spirit, let alone body, being able to endure that, and yet there it was. And the great irony of Shackleton, of course, is that this expedition, which in some ways was such a failure, mm. became his became a great triumph. Yeah, and, and you know, gosh, what does that say about legacy? I think sometimes we can become so fixated on the destination we forget about how we get there, uh, and that's something that I've always carried as a as a bit of a as a life lesson um, that. You know, yes, certainly he would have been remembered for those firsts had he achieved them. <laughs> but he was, of course, overtaken on things like um, the Nimrod expedition because he didn't get there. He got further than anyone else for a time, but he never, he never got there. But what endured was how he was known to treat his men on the expedition and the stories that came out of um, those survival stories, I mm. guess. And so that's what he became known for. Because it is the story of a leader, but really it's the story of a team, isn't it? If you've got five men pulling these yes. laden... He knew that his, his strength came from the people who supported him, and he had some extraordinary, including a New Zealander, people supporting him. And it's part of New Zealand's story as well, of course, Bronwyn, because New Zealand was... Not only did it help to finance the expedition, but it was very active in the rescue of the Ross Sea Party. Yes, and of course, obviously, the launching pad for the actual journey down to the ice itself. Cantabrian Frank Worsley was the captain of the Endurance, Shackleton's ship for the 1914 Imperial Trans-Antarctic Expedition. By winter 1915, the Endurance had been trapped and crushed by polar ice. The party obliged to set out for civilization with salvaged sleds and lifeboats. Worsley navigated the lifeboat the James Caird, 1,300 kilometres, across the Southern Ocean to South Georgia, before trekking 36 hours non-stop with Shackleton over uncharted mountains to alert rescuers. The James Caird came to Tapapa in 2004 as part of the Antarctic Heroes exhibition. When I first saw the James Caird, I couldn't find anyone to come to that exhibition with me. Oh. So I went down by myself and I remember when I first saw it, just being so overwhelmed, this rush of emotion I didn't expect. Mm, Looking yeah. at a boat in the middle of a museum by myself, having a little emotional moment. Does he provide a model for you then? Oh, well, I've always <laughs> been careful about that because, of course, he was the, the leader in spite of constant failure. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt that I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I've learned from him, no doubt, no doubt. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents... 
the anime effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.